Crowded Booth with Bryce Coon. Tonight's episode, although there's no official sponsorship, is going to be brought to you by Yasso Bars. They're phenomenal. I'm eating one live on stream. And I bring in my partners, Ralph Leary, Will Manis. Will's heated. Get me out of here. Get Ralph me out of here. doesn't know what's going on. Well, he does. He's fully aware. How are you guys doing on a, on a Monday evening? Will's just excited to be here and talk about SEC football today. He loves it. Yeah, I'm here. I, I love talking about SEC quarterbacks. Don't care for care about Yasso Bars. They're not a sponsor, so I don't know why we're we're glazing them, as the kids say. Oh, that's not a word I thought we should use. <laughs> mint chocolate chip. Yeah, anything mint is just wrong with ice cream. So, well, I don't have to brush my teeth later. What? That's the thought process. Yes. That's, that's the process. You know, that's that's LSU for you out there, Will. Hey, down, we down, here. Down, down. We here. Um, we're gonna rock and roll. We're gonna talk tonight. SEC quarterbacks. Um, listen, guys, we're, we're gonna kind of get into this. I do want to say this before we get started. This is as of our thoughts on these, as of February the nineteenth. 2020. My my thoughts won't change. Doesn't matter what day you're listening to this. My thoughts will. Will thought Will has now publicly said that his thoughts will not change, even if Kentucky goes nine and three this year, uh, or to, or or, to, or undefeated. Like he, he's just just not not changing. So, what's up, Maxwell? Yasha bars for the win. Um, without further ado, we're going to get into this. I think Ralph's got it. Detail. We'll go Will first, Ralph, uh, if we can. Put me on the mine. spot. Well, I was going to say, those are not mine. It's not my Well, take it away. Your SEC quarterback rankings. All right, so number one, Carson Beck. I thought – I figured this would be pretty obvious, kind of low-hanging fruit here. Uh, but I was actually talking to, uh, to my dad earlier, telling him about the show and kind of going through our rankings. And uh, – I said Carson Beck is one, and he said, "Why? He's not that good." Oh, so God. let me uh, let me just let me just give you some stats. Same stats I gave him earlier, just based off twenty twenty three last year. Carson Beck completed seventy two percent of his passes for three thousand nine hundred forty one yards, twenty four touchdowns, six interceptions. Mm. I would say that's pretty good. He had the fifth highest QBR in the country at eighty six. Uh, so did not think that would be controversial. Did not think I would have to spend any time really on the top four, but, uh, felt like I had to, had to, uh, spend some time there. Carson Beck, I, th I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country, not just the SEC. Uh, number two, Jackson Dart might, might kind of be a surprise putting him ahead of Quinn Ewers. Uh, Ewers has been really good. He took Texas to the playoff this year, but has not played an SEC schedule, uh, like Jackson Dart has. And Jackson Dart has been excellent in his, Two years as a starter, three years as a starter, whatever it is. It's two years as a starter. Everybody has six years now, so I can't keep them straight. Uh, really like Jackson Dart. Really like what he does in that Ole Miss offense under Lane Kiffin as the play caller, probably the best play caller in the SEC. Uh, so that's that's why I put Dart over Ewers, just because of, of the SEC experience. Uh, Ewers, they're kind of 2A and 2B. Honestly, Ewers, I think, has more arm talent than Dart does. Um, uh, number four, Brady Cook. I think last year spoke for itself. Brady Cook was 
it really emerged as as an elite quarterback, as a great quarterback in the SEC. Took Missouri, led them to a Sugar Bowl. Uh, obviously, had a great running back in Cody Schrader. Uh, he won't be coming back, so we got to see how that how that offense evolves in 2024. But I think they're in a great spot. They're in a great spot to to follow up that nine win season with another one with with Brady Cook under center. So number five, Connor Wegman. Uh, both of y'all sent me your your list and. I look to be the highest on Connor Wegman out of the three of us. Yeah. So Connor Wegman was really, really good. in until he got hurt, right? Until he got hurt against Auburn, until Auburn knocked him out. Um, He started, ESPN is not going to tell me how many games he started. He started some games in 2022. Uh, He took over for Haynes King, who Jonesy has already shouted out. Good on Jonesy. Read my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a freshman in the several games he started, I think it was, he started four, started four games, completed 55% of his passes, 896 yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, and last year before he got hurt, eight touchdowns, two picks threw for 979 yards in what? Four games. I think, yeah, four games. Uh, he had, I think the longest start to a career without throwing an interception. Um, obviously that was in Jimbo Fisher's offense, very complex offense. Uh, it's been widely talked about. It will change a little bit with Mike Elko, probably get simpler. Uh, well, not Mike Elko's offense, but with, with the offense he's bringing in, uh, Connor Wegman <laughs> really good. I mean, that this guy, I've seen him already in what we've said, nine games, not eight and a half games. He's, he's been the starting quarterback. He's won games for Texas A&M, kept them in games on his own. Uh, even with all that talent around him, he has played. He's he's played extremely well in his short time as quarterback. Uh, so where are we on now? Six. Garrett Nussmeyer. Look, Nussmeyer hasn't played a ton, but I've seen enough. The dude, he's he's big. He's got a great arm. Bryce, I'll let Bryce talk more about him. He knows more about him. But Nussmeyer look has the look of of a top quarterback. I think he can really move up this list. Maybe more than maybe more than anybody on the list, I think, mm. uh, can, can move up more than anybody. And there are some good ones, uh, including Nico Yamaleava, started against Iowa in uh, the Citrus Bowl. He's <laughs> really well. I texted uh, a friend of ours that's a Tennessee fan. I said, he is a problem. Uh, dude looked comfortable. Dude looked ready to go against one of the top defenses in the country. Uh, no matter what Bryce tells you, wants to say about Iowa, they were one of the best defenses in the country. And, and he didn't miss a beat. He looked really good. Uh, I'm sticking Brock Vandegrift dead in the middle. I think Brock Vandegrift has the talent. He was a highly rated recruit for a reason. Didn't play a ton at Georgia. When he did, it was mop-up duty, so of course he looked really good. I just think he has all the the physical tools to be a great quarterback. Obviously, Kentucky, you know they're going to try to run the ball. They're going to have a, a try to have a good offensive line. If they've got that, he's another that guy that can move up this list. Um, he's an Auburn legacy. I wish he was at Auburn. Uh, next up, Jackson Arnold. It's going to be his first time starting, <laughs> his first time in the SEC. But I think just raw talent. He was what a top three quarterback in his class. This is all on going off what recruiting people that that know more than me have said about him. Uh, he can. He's a real dual threat. He's going to do a lot. He's going to be trouble for for any SEC defense. And look, I've got all the way down here, Jalen Milrow. Yeah, I. We know Jalen Milrose. Jalen Milrose won a bunch of games. He's he's 
done really well as Alabama's quarterback, but I, th- I he just he lacks the arm talent. Okay, it's, it has nothing to do with being an Auburn fan. He just lacks he lacks the arm talent to be to be an elite quarterback. He's great with his feet, great with his legs, but if we're ranking quarterbacks, that's that's where he's got to sit. What is that? Tenth? Yeah, tenth. Yeah, for me, it's where he's got to sit, just because he likes the. He, he's got a great deep ball, but that's really at the short, intermediate games that keep the offense, uh, keeps the offense rolling. He just doesn't have it. He does it with his legs. Uh, very talented player, no doubt about it, but not not near a top quarterback in the conference. Hey, Maxwell, I like that. Jalen Midrow. Uh, at 11, I've got Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz is an interesting character. I think he gets hated on a lot, and it kind of looks like I'm hating on him by putting him at number 11. But he just doesn't – he hasn't shown really any confidence, and uh, Billy Napier hasn't shown a lot of confidence in him to throw the ball down the field. I mean, he's he's just a, he's a dink and dunk quarterback, uh, effective for their offense and they've kind of Napier's kind of built that offense around him. And maybe I'll say a limited skill set with him throwing the ball, limited arm talent. Uh, I think he fits well. I think they've done well to, to elevate Graham Mertz, but he just, he's, he's not great. Uh, I've got Diego Pavia, the New Mexico state transfer at number 12 uh, for Vanderbilt. This guy, this guy is a baller. I mean, he walked into Jordan Hare stadium and did not, Skip a beat. I mean, he even he even took a an unsportsmanlike conduct after an interception he threw just up into the Auburn defensive back Jalen Simpson. Uh, so this dude's not scared of anything. I think he's a he's a great fit at Vanderbilt. Uh, kind of gives them an edge that, that that they don't really have and that you don't expect from Vanderbilt. He he is fun to watch. He's a little guy, but man, he is tough. He's not a, he's fearless. Plays fearless. Uh, he's he's a ton of fun to watch. Peyton Thorne, golly, I can go, I can go on and on and on about Peyton Thorne. That'll be a separate episode. Separate episode. Be it. Bryce already cut me off. A separate uh, episode. <laughs> I couldn't justify putting him last because of the three guys under him, but and because Peyton Thorne, when he's good, it's kind of like Bo Wallace. When Bo Wallace was at Ole Miss, you had good Bo, you had bad Bo. You kind of have good Peyton, you got bad Peyton. Against Maryland, you had bad Peyton. Against Georgia and Alabama, you had good Peyton. And, and they're two totally different quarterbacks. Uh, Auburn needs consistency big time. They needed every position and quarterback, most important position. They don't have it there, so it's separate episode. All right, uh, Blake Shapin transferring in from Baylor at Mississippi State. You know, kind of a wait and see. Kind of a wait and see on on, on all three of these. Taylor Green transferring in from Arkansas from Boise State. Don't know much about him. And Lenora Sellers will be a first-time starter for South Carolina. I mean, all three of these guys are kind of wait and see. Blake Shapin, I think, kind of fits what Jeff Levy's going to want to do. Levy's going to want to air it out. Kind of going back to that air raid uh, like they had under Mike Leach. And, and Shapin, he's got a good arm. Just can he rein it in? He didn't show a ton at Baylor, but I think that was – by design with Dave Aranda, obviously a very conservative head coach, uh, defensive-minded conservative head coach. Um, with Levy, he'll air it out. Um, but really going to wait and see on those bottom three guys for anything. And those teams around them are not good. I mean, they're going to be – that's going to be your bottom three in the SEC this year, those three teams too. So uh, kind of hard to grade all three of those quarterbacks when they haven't played a ton and the teams around them are not good. All right. All right. I'll uh... – I'll go next, Ralph, if you want to scan it over there to me. I think I'm two away. Yeah, here we go. All right, so 
I'll, I'm not, we're not, I won't go through it all again because Will gave a lot of details. Carson Beck, to me, head and shoulders, number one quarterback in this conference. Not really close. Uh, you brought up the concerns of like we where we sat last year, we didn't know. I mean, this is a guy that arguably is going to have a really, really good shot, I'll say, to be the number one quarterback taken in the 2025 draft uh, when you start to look at some of the, the other talent there. Uh, I like Quinn Ewers, just, just more of the arm talent aspect. Um, that's big for me. Like, I, I think that his arm talent is going to be very, very nice. I think as he makes this transition to the SEC, uh, if he stays healthy, uh, he's a guy that has the potential to be one of the top quarterbacks hearing his name called in 2025. Uh, Jackson Dart, for me, absolutely love what Dart does. Got the chance to see Dart in person. I agree with Will. You know, 2A, 2B right here. These th th This top three for me is kind of head and shoulders away. And then I think there's Brady Cook. Uh, because Brady Cook is really good, and he's a solid quarterback. And I, I think that you just kind of think, oh, well, you know, he had uh, Cody Schrader. Yeah, like you're not going to have him next year. Missouri arguably is going to have the most ex combination, the most experiences, and the best um, wide receiver room next season. I mean, they're bringing in they're, – they're, they're keeping all of those guys that they had. That's going to be a ton of fun to watch. So Cook's – I got Cook right there. Milrow for me, and I think Ralph and I kind of sat in the same boat here too. When we talk about pro potential, that's going to be something that I'm going to leave up to the NFL scouts. Yes, Milrow is not the greatest passer. He's a thrower. He's not a passer. Uh, that's one thing. But he wins games, and he finds a way to win games. And if you think if you ask any of the opposing defensive coordinators that, that Alabama beat, most notably uh, LSU this past year, uh, Georgia this past year, he was a headache to to have a handle with. So where this position goes and where this position continues to kind of be, I, I just kind of sit here and I think Milrow, he, he's got to be in the top half at least, uh, even though he's not a polished product by any means of being a quarterback. Uh, but he's a great athlete. He, he's a great dynamic athlete, and he wins football games for Alabama. Uh, I got Nussmeyer there kind of in that you know, and, and I didn't do mine in tiers. This is strictly, by the way, just we all we didn't do these in tiers. It's just how the graphic had to be kind of handed out. Uh, Nussmeyer for me is right there. We saw what he did in the bowl game. This is a kid with an immense amount of talent, has decided to stay. He's going to pair up with Joe Brady once again. I think that, uh, you know, Joe Brady getting that OC job uh, down here in Baton Rouge is going to help a lot with the continuity of that offense. They have a lot to replace. Uh, you're losing three first-round picks in Daniels. Brian Thomas arguably will be one, and Malik Neighbors might be a top 10, top 15 pick as well. When you have I those three – completely missed that Joe Brady thing. I'm a casual college football fan. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Joe Brady? Did you I say did. Joe Brady? Joe Sloan. Sorry. I'm so okay, sorry. Good. Joe Brady's in Buffalo. Joe Sloan. But it's kind of the same thought process. Quarterback coach is making the jump now to those C. Apologies we'll on that. Uh, because I will tell you, we have a couple people over on Go 24-7 that actually watch this show. They made a whole thread about you guys' SEC uh, tiers, which was absolutely hilarious. So apologies on that. Joe Sloan, uh, that's going to be massive for them. So can, can they keep the continuity? I've got Nico here, raw talent, uh, can sling the ball around the yard, love what he does. I think his upside, his potential is probably better than Wegman's in terms of what he can do. Now, Wegman, like Will said, was having a great year until he got hurt last year. Uh, protects the ball really well, but also does a lot of things that you just need in a playmaking, per se. When A&M was kind of this topsy-turvy program in terms of they could look like they could win 9 to 11 games or they might win you know, 5 to 7 games, Wegman was what kind of kept them in the forefront of really, um, I would say, really in terms of the closer to the nine win, 10 win threshold. I mean, like Will said, he kept them competitive. He kept them in games that maybe they did, shouldn't have been in. 
Uh, so I, I like what Wegman brings to the table. Uh, and two, if you look at what Mike Elko did with Riley Leonard, if he can, I feel like Wegman has the higher ceiling here. If he can help make that transfer, I know Elko's a defensive-minded head coach, obviously, but how they just run that program, the confidence he instilled in Leonard, if you can just get, we've seen this, and we'll talk about it you know, here in the next couple of weeks with ACC quarterback rankings. I'll talk about it with Haynes King tomorrow. You get them out of kind of whatever the heck was happening with Jimbo and all in A&M, guys kind of feel a little bit more confident about themselves. Uh, that's really big. Graham Mertz, I've got him right there. For me, Graham Mertz, seven to one touchdown to interception ratio takes care of the football. That's why I've got him kind of smack dab here in the middle. He He's not a guy that I think we saw could go win you a football game on his own arm, but I don't think he's going to necessarily lose you a lot of football games of what he does. He takes care of the football. Uh, 2023, three for 2,900 yards, 20 touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, his completion rate was number four nationally. It led the conference. His passer rating was finished in the top half of the league behind Daniels, Milrow, Beck, and Dart. So, yes, he's not a guy that's going to air the ball out down the field. But if Florida had a better team, Milrow's not a terrible – or I'm saying Mertz is not a terrible quarterback. Uh, if he had a better team, if you had more weapons, legitimate weapons, a better offensive line, then you're talking about the definition of a game manager here in Graham Mertz. He, he's not going to be too flashy, but he's going to get the job done. Unfortunately, Florida's just not a very, very good football program right now. Uh, Jackson Arnold, tons of talent. Excited to see what he can do with Oklahoma. Uh, I've got shape in kind of the top of this just – I'll be honest, this is a cluster right here. This is an absolute cluster in this in this last like six or seven, you know, for me. Shapin threw for over 5,000 yards in his career. He comes over. He's going to be very interesting to watch for me in how he can help introduce this Jeff Levy, uh, Mississippi State, and led Mississippi State into the SEC or Jeff Levy into the, back into the SEC as the head coach of Mississippi State. Uh, Brock Vandegrift, I think there's upside. We haven't seen him. I know Ralph's going to say the same thing. We just don't know what to say. Uh, we don't know if this is going to be a boom or bust. I liked what he would have looked like in Liam Cohen's offense, but now with uh, Bush Hamden, the new OC out there uh, in Lexington, we'll have to see what that looks like. Lenora Sellers is a unit, absolute unit. Um, going to be fun to watch. Peyton Thorne, we're going to do another episode. I think I'll say this, and then Taylor Green and Diego Pavia. A couple more things in this. These are expected starters, by the way, because there's some battles that we're going to see take place. Vanderbilt also brought in Utah's Nate Johnson, who got some run when Cam Rising said, I just didn't really want to play because I'm hurt last year. Uh, he is in Nashville. What is that an option for them? Uh, Taylor Green is going to be competing with Jacoby Criswell, the former five-star from North Carolina that transferred over last year. He spent one year in the program. What does that look like in a Bobby Petrino offense? And then Sellers, I guess you could say, is um, going to be competing with Robbie Ashford. Uh, so that, that'll be something interesting to watch as well. Sellers has the least amount of playing time. He's the biggest question mark for me, but I like the upside better. My thing, and I'll leave it here, and we could talk about this on another episode later in the week, I genuinely believe, and Will, I'll say it so you don't have to, I think we could get to about week seven and we could say if, and look, there's still a spring portal window. We don't know what's going to happen. I genuinely think that Auburn could have the worst quarterback in, in the conference before before the season. Are you, listen, wait a minute. Are you trying to say that Auburn is going to go get a portal quarterback? Because I'll tell no. you right now, that is not going to happen. And that, <laughs> yeah, so, that is not going to happen in the spring. So that's why I'm, so I, I, you say that, I, that's why I'm saying like, I think we could look week seven, week eight, and Auburn very well could have the worst quarterback play in the SEC. I, I don't think that's a 
I don't know if that's even with, that really bold, honestly. That's a bold take. I, I don't think so. With a, a at minimum, top half in talent wide receiver room, that, that would be pathetic. Mm-hmm. You can have an offense that could say, let's a top six wide receiver unit, top eight or nine offensive line unit, uh, you know, top seven, top six running back room, maybe. I, I don't know. You're, and then you could have a quarterback that weighs you down. It's the anchor. It's the anchor. So I don't know. Uh, that's where I sit with that, though. Diego Pavea is very nice. Nate Johnson could be an option there, too. Really interesting to see. But I, I just think overall, before I give it over to you, Ralph, you see these as their quarterbacks in the middle. They got a great chance to jump up. Garrett Nussmeyer, Nico, Wegman for me. Jackson Arnold could come out and light the world on fire. We don't know. Um, but, man, if I'm if I'm Georgia, Texas, Ole Miss, or Missouri, baby, I am sitting pretty because I think those are your four teams. I don't know. Is this crazy? Those might be four teams that say, hey, we've got the most important position on the field taken care of heading into 2024. We know who our guy is. And we, 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 we feel comfortable about it. Yeah. Agreed. Will, did you have thoughts? Were you about to say something? Uh, don't be surprised if uh, Jalen Milrow is not the starter at Alabama. I don't think that's that's not that bold either. They have a really good quarterback room, by the way. I think Austin Mack will will beat him out. Be mm. shocked to see that, but I don't disagree with it. Doctor Bob says obligatory post. Just say that he hates the SEC, Sands, Auburn, don't, and Vanderbilt. Don't pander to me, Doctor Bob. Yeah, I mean, I wore this tonight, so no one would think I was an SEC homer. <laughs> hey, so we here. That's all I got to say. Everybody, everybody already knows. We are. Everybody already knows. Look at this. We're here. Hook them, Vikes. All right. Um, Ralph, let me get a quick sniff here. Wait. And uh, let's roll. This show is all off the off the rails already. Roll with yours. Keep it short. Yeah. Well. Since y'all both talked already, there's not much I can say about everybody. I think we all had clear number one, Carson Beck. Um, I was just wasn't comfortable putting Jackson Dart number one. I wasn't comfortable doing it. Uh, I think he has been an absolute baller the last two years. Uh, he's had his, he's had his fair share of bad games. There's no doubt about that where he's struggled. But you know, I, I go back to the Penn State game. I was there in person. I mean, he he was balling out, man. He, I mean, just had an absolute you know terrific performance offensively, and I thought. You know, going into this year, returning a lot of their starters. I mean, they're they're, they're looking strong, and they're comfortable yeah. with him at quarterback. And Georgia, I mean, it's just it's the same thing every year. They 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 rebuild with some crazy talent, and they're just getting better. And yeah. Carson Beck, they're comfortable with him. Uh, yeah, there's just not much to say about Carson Beck and Dar. Honestly, one and two, Quinn Ewers, same thing. Led Texas last year to the playoffs. Did a great job. He's back again. He's got some, some great talent around him again. They're bringing in some good transfers. You know, they're solid offensively. I think they're comfortable with him at quarterback. It's first year of the SEC, so I think he, they're ready. They're they're looking to be the two, three team in the SEC this year. Hmm. Uh, Brady Cook, you know, we, we talk about how they're losing. Um, I just blanked on this. Y'all, said, y'all both said his name tonight. Cody not, Schrader. Cody, Cody, Cody Schrader. But they bring in Marcus Carroll from Georgia State, who may not be Cody Schrader, but he is a solid running back who can complement just as well as Schrader did Cook this past year. So I like Brady Cook right there. I think he, he you know, he reminds me a lot of Jackson Darb. It's not as 
uh, highly talented as him. He's a he's a baller. He, he plays hard. Plays with a lot of a lot of grit. He just he runs hard and he wants to win. Uh, yeah. Garrett Nussmeyer, I have him right there because I think that's bro. He's got a huge chance to be an absolute stud this year. Uh, he really does. I mean, he sat behind Jaden Daniels the last two years, and you know, in year one with Daniels, people were wanting him to start, especially they were wanting him to start after the Florida State game this past. Exactly, year. It, it's. You know, they've been calling his name for so long, and he finally gets to answer it. This is a year for him. And I'm truly hoping for, for LSU fans that he actually works out because y'all have said some bad things about Jaden Daniels and what he did. Yeah. Uh, and now they have the chance to see what Garrett Nussmeyer is about. I hope he, he lives up to the hype. I mean, because y'all have hyped him up way too much for him not to be good. Uh, Milrow is a player, man. He, he, he's an athlete, he's a great winner. Uh, you know, he just he he finds a way to win. That's just that's how that's the best way to put it. He really does. I know it. You know, in some instances, you know, people question some of, some of the plays and some of the throws he makes, but he he finds a way to win. You know, he he's passionate. He he runs hard. He works hard, and that's just who he is. Um, Nico, he played great against Iowa. Will said it best. He's a baller. He's a problem. Um, he's gonna be great this year at Tennessee. They're gonna have a great year with with him. And going forward, they paid a lot of money for him, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. he's here, $8 million. Allegedly. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Good grief. Uh, <laughs> Connor Wegman. Vol, Vol Navy will get after you. I like Connor Wegman right in the middle with Graham Mertz. I think both of them are really talented guys. Um, yeah. Obviously, Short Wegman stack will get after you, Ralph. Uh, I ain't afraid of short stack. It's okay. I'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow night. Don't worry. I'm not afraid. <laughs> uh, Wegman, look. Will said it best. I honestly questioned the Wegman choice of putting him in the middle at first, but I went back and looked at his stats. He was really having a good year, honestly. Yeah, he really before, was. Before he got hurt, he was. He had a really. I mean, the only two interceptions he threw against Miami where they had their worst game. Obviously, they're you know we look back at a and the past two years, like every game's really been a bad year because they just struggled with all the talent they had. Um, but I think Wegman's up for a good year. He has a great chance to be solid and you know lead this team finally. To a possibly, you know, top 15 team. Uh, Graham Mertz, look, Graham Mertz, I have, a, I, guess I have his stats pull up right here. Graham Mertz threw for 20 touchdowns and three interceptions last year. Yeah. That's not his problem. He, their problems is, does not start with Graham Mertz. It starts with the fact that their coach doesn't trust Graham Mertz. They're just they, terrible. They're just, they bad. have no, they have no talent around Graham Mertz. The they only talent no they have talent. is Trevor They Eden. got no money. They got no yeah. coach. <laughs> And Trevor Etienne's gone. So now you have to fill in that oh. gap, which is a huge gap. I mean, a massive gap. I mean, yeah. for one, we forgot to mention that. George's got, you know, Trevor Etienne now. The I completely Carson forgot Beck. about that. Yeah, that's scary. Completely um, forgot about that. Hey, you can so, talk about it. You can watch about it. Palmer Toms joined the show last week, talked about it. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, we didn't get invited to that show, Will. Um, nope. Didn't even know it happened. But yeah, so Grand Y'all grinding camos. I wasn't. <laughs> um... <laughs> Jackson Arnold, Bryce said it too. He could possibly rise in this this list easily. He also can fall. They they they've been waiting for him for waiting for Dylan Gabriel to be gone for the last two years to fill in his Jackson Arnold time. I've been seeing it all over Twitter. It's it's Arnold's team now. It's his time to shine. You know, I hope he's the guy that they wanted to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of these guys on this list. I hope they're really good this year. Like, I don't. Well, and, see and I'll guys. interrupt you right here about the Oklahoma situation because we need to realize and understand. 
I don't want to say he was pushed out, but you know that Dylan Gabriel well, kind of felt the pressure. Like yeah, he's in Oregon I, I now. He's like, yeah, it's, it's just, he's not pushed out, but it's like your quarterback literally went to another college football playoff contender. Yeah. Like, so you better Arnold better be good. And if right. he's not good day one, man, that's gonna be tough. Like I'd say, say he, he has an easier path to the playoff going to Oregon. Yeah. Gabriel? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I agree. Uh, but like I said, he can easily fall or rise in this list, depending on how he he's plays. like Lincoln Riley, duck the SEC. I just messaged y'all about this a minute ago. Uh Brock Vandegrift on 247 Sports Page is the 16th rated quarterback this year. I look, oh. I get they're sleeping on him. They haven't seen him play. I understand. I understand. But to put him at 16 is wild. I think he's too talented not to be higher on that list. I mean, he to me, he he could easily be where, where Nico is if he if he does what I think. That's behind Peyton Thorn. What have they been watching? Yeah, I know. Uh Blake Shapin, look, Blake Shapin had has had a good past two years at Baylor. Obviously, 2022 wasn't his best season. Uh, the interceptions were high, but last year he really dialed it back down. Baylor has just been a just a shell of themselves the last few years, and just I I don't think he gets the credit he deserved. Mississippi State, I think Jeff Levy is going to let him you know do what he can do best, and you know let it air it out. I have no idea of anything about Lenore Sellers except for he had a fifty yard touchdown this past year. That's all I know about Lenore Sellers. So you sold me. I I put him ahead of Thorn. You got you sold me. I didn't even know that. Look. The reason he's a, he's behind or ahead of Thorn because I saw Thorn play this year. I saw I watched that that bowl game highlight. I watched that bowl game highlight. Hey, you wa- was, we both watched the Georgia game. You didn't watch that. Yeah. You forget that game. I watched the Georgia and half the Bama game. I understand he. he it was only two games were positive. So will I'm going to read you something real quick. This is a podcast. Locked on sports. Not a big fan of their program, but it is what it is. Uh, locked on Gamecocks. This is what this when Lenora Sellers committed. This is the this is the title, title of this episode. You, you ready? Lenora Sellers has the potential to be Cam Newton 2.0. Okay. So is Jeremy Johnson at Auburn. So we know that's why. If you don't know what locked on is, that is on brand for locked on. That's pretty that's on, on par. Brand? Pretty on par. Um, I got Peyton Thorne behind Sellers. I saw Thorne last year. I and I think going into the bowl week, when when Hugh Freeze came out and said that Peyton Thorne was going to be the quarterback next year, coming off the loss to Bama and how he played so well there, and then just out there he played the worst game ever against Maryland. I, I just you know, and Will has his hand. Will Will has the exact reaction that he should. We'll have. give just, Will a second. Just take a second, there, Will. Look, we'll get I back to you. Will I understand? My family's Auburn fans. I'll. My dad has the exact same reaction every time. Will's currently playing. losing it off stream back in the background. He's throwing stuff right now. His monitor is currently in his wall. Um, Diego Pavia, look, he's a gritty quarterback. He's uh, he's a baller. Like Will said, he's a baller. Yeah. I just don't know if he's going to do well at Vanderbilt. I just, well, like, I'm going to tell you Vanderbilt. one thing. I don't care. Because Vandy's on the list, okay? Yeah, okay. Well, North well, Carolina State was going to be my pick to win the ACC title this year. They're on the list. Vandy, Clark Lee, you're on the list. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with yeah. you. Uh, and Taylor Green, look, Taylor Green was coming from Boise State. This, this is not Mount West football. This is the SEC, dude. Like, you're about to get in a world of hurt. Now, if he could, he could prove me wrong. He could prove us all wrong. He'd be the best quarterback in the country. Who knows? But I don't think he was good do at Boise. Like, he wasn't bad. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, he, he had a solid season. Fire. 
they also went through like four different quarterbacks at Boise and two different coaches in the last like two weeks of the season. So and still made the Mountain West Conference title, I believe. That shows you how bad the Mountain West is. It's a joke. Um, uh, yeah, somebody just whoever they whoever spot they took. I remember they showed they like lost their last three games of the season. No, they had they so the court the coach was fired at the beginning of the year. The interim stepped in and coached in the middle for like, of the year. Yeah, or, yeah and coached for like last five games. Why they fired? They took another job. I think I'm pretty sure that's how it went. If I'm correct, I you know wrong. that was rated as one of the worst hires. Y'all not familiar with? It used to be with rivals. His name's Mike Farrell. I don't know. He doesn't work for him anymore. He has his own website, and he rated that as one of the worst hires of the offseason, as well as uh, Troy's new head coach. He rated that as one of the worst hires of the offseason. So, um, yeah, you know what? Just... And you know, who, you know who he, uh, Ralph. I know. Yeah, if you on say here. John Sumrall is ranked the highest one, no, 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 no. Not to do Sumrall. I mean, he has Sumrall high, but uh, but he said, you know who he he compared the hire of Troy's head coach to? Say Chip Lindsay. Mm-mm. Brian Harson. Oh, I was about to say, no, I knew it. He said it's the same thing. It's like he said he projects it to be the same thing. So, um, well, at least yeah. at, at least Jerry Parker was at Troy at one point. He Brian Harson never stepped foot in Auburn until then. I don't so, think yeah, he'd I ever know. had a biscuit ever. Like he'd ever eaten a biscuit before. I don't know. Well, at least Jerry Parker actually boys. knows what the actually he he had a car. He was the OC at Texas. Not sure he ever had a car. Jerry Parker at least was on campus at Troy at one point in his in his tenure in coaching football. So Ryan Horson did know. have a car, but it belonged to Auburn. Auburn carb, had a, a carb, a carb. Yeah, I don't think he's had a carb since. Oh God! Oh, here we go. I mean, you can instantly get banned from this comments job. <laughs> I hope you know that I have the power here. We know you have the power of sitting there banning people out of Discord the past twenty four hours, past every all the day. Um, don't act you know like if you I'm if you don't? Here. I'll tell you this, and and Maxwell brings up keto. Look, I don't. It's not keto, but it's got a hundred calories and it's five grams of protein. You got to. They're check not out a sponsor. <laughs> I'm gonna posture. I'm gonna posture for this With every price? day. Hold on. Remember the other day I told you I had one of the keto ice cream bars. They're terrible. Absolutely they trash. Terrible. They're terrible. So, you also please, speaking of diets, please. the best diet I've ever heard comes from a current NFL coach, ex college football national championship winning coach. Said he takes a vitamin every day. It's called a steak with a glass of milk. That sounds. Is that not the worst thing you've ever heard? That sounds awful. Um, what do we want to talk about? I got a comment. Over in the Discord that I want to address, I want, I want, I want to be addressed. I want it to be addressed. Uh, yeah, LOL. Call me when it's about the ACC. Don't need to hear about how great Carson Beck is. Uh, so we'll sit here and talk about it. Carson Beck has the absolute potential to be the number one quarterback taken in the twenty twenty five draft. Super smart decision by him to stay. By the way, like the quarterback class is obviously. Hey. I don't want to say it's loaded, but it's but there's a lot of needy teams that are going to reach. After picks four and five, my computer's spazzing out. My bad. Uh, I would argue that even if he went out this year, he would be a top 10 pick. I think so. Not kidding. It's a loaded quarterback room with him. I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna I be okay. So let's have that conversation. And Ralph, Ralph, put up, put up a banner. Let's, let's talk Carson Beck. Carson Peck, Carson Peck, Carson Beck. Peck. 
uh, Carson Beck's draft Carson as the Georgia fans call him. So, well, I'll ask you this. You think about it. Like you, you, we look at these mock drafts, okay? And everyone, whether whoever you like, number one, I don't, whatever, I don't care. But it seems to be like the first two quarterbacks are going to be Caleb Williams, Drake May. Okay, let's just say that goes go one and two, whatever order you yep. want. Let's say Jaden goes to New England. Atlanta's sitting there at eight. If Carson Beck was available in this draft, take him. They take him over JJ McCarthy. I'll tell you. I take him over Michael Penix. I would take him over Bo Nix. I would take I, him over. I don't over... know that I'd go that far. <laughs> well, I'm saying Penix is going to be a second round pick. <laughs> well, you know why Will said that. Don't I? Like, yeah. know why he said that. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, well, here's the thing. Sorry, Ralph. Uh, no, Falcons are probably going to draft JJ McCarthy at eight. So. Also, we I have. All, no, we're not cry. going off any intel. It's just strictly just the absolute depression that becomes with being a Falcons <laughs> fan. Um, just take Dallas Turner instead, please. Reach, reach like four picks for Dallas Turner, please. Throw up another banner. Let's go dark horse quarterbacks in the SEC 2024. We'll end it with that. So, obviously, Carson Beck. I've got three really for you. I got Wills. So you got, you got starters? Three? Is this just starters or is this like somebody that's going to do something? Go ahead. I, it, whatever you want it to be. You make it what you want. I got, I got three guys that could all end up being a starting quarterback before the season's over. Roll with it. Are they all on Auburn's roster? Holden Gariner, Hank Brown, Walker White. <laughs> There's three for you. <laughs> mm. What is oh, this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know it. You know it, Jonesy. What, what exactly do you mean? Austin Mack at Alabama is the dark horse quarterback. Yeah, if he plays, like that. he's a top half quarterback in the SEC. Coming into this season, I think. I played it down. I think he's better than he started Auburn, right? Am I am I crazy for saying that? I would hope so. I mean, when you look at the other quarterbacks, I don't know. Um that's pretty much all we got, honestly. Who is uh who did the what about? Go ahead. Go ahead, Ralph. I'm, I was trying to find the quarterback that Florida brought in as a freshman. Um, DJ Lagway. I think he has a chance to start. That's, that's I, right, I, yeah. I'm true. I, I know it's really not a dark horse with him not being on. Not, we had no like game film for him yet, but if it comes out that he could be a baller for, for Florida and Grandmurs is not the guy and they're just struggling, we'll see Lagway play. Well, and here's the key to that real quick is if Billy Napier is co- coaching for his job the last four or five games of the season, Lagway's the guy. Like, like I would say that's the hardest college football schedule in the country. I don't want to hear Tech fans whine. It I don't want to hear Auburn fans whine. Florida has the hardest schedule in the country. Like, that is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. They're going to have to um, – they're probably going to have to start 6-0 and to make a bowl game. That's <laughs> how hard it's it is. nuts. Like, it's, it's nuts. I mean, so, I, I, I agree yeah. with you, Ralph, there. I, I think I Lagway got, is going to have to start. Anyways, I got your, your darkest horse quarterback right here. The three million dollar man, Arch Manning. Ooh, we've seen we've seen Quinn Ewers get banged up in, in his two years as a storm. And, and uh, what's his name is no longer there. Malik, Malik um, Murphy. Where he was Hudson Card in year one. Malik Murphy's at Duke now. Duke, that's right. So Arch Manning. It's not a bad one. Um, I was when I was reading this two four seven sports list um, under Jackson Arnold. It said that. 
if he's not the guy they are looking for, it would be um oh gosh, I just had his name pulled up and I can't think of the General Booty. Is yes. he still there? I think so. General. How could you that, is, that name? I forget because I thought he was gone. I honestly did. I think I think that's the best thing in college football. He's I a redshirt sophomore. Redshirt junior. What does that mean? Currently Bill. What is that? Oh, current Bills fan? Dude, get out of here. You're talking about Falcons. I'm not a part of this situation anymore. I told you. I officially left. When the Falcons win the division this year, don't that's don't fine. come crawling back. When the Falcons to, win the division, the Bills, going 7-10 this will, year. The Bills will win the AFC North, so it's fine. I'm, did you AFC see? South, whatever it is. Did you see that Tyler Yates used to be the quarterback a long time ago at UNC? Yep. Um, he's the Falcons quarterback coach still, I believe. Yep. And he's literally said that he said on record today. I don't know if y'all saw this. Did you see this? Was this the other day? You mean when they talked? Or about what? Desmond the other day Ritter? when he literally thinks Desmond Ritter can can improve? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'll jab this pin through my eye socket live on stream. He's not that bad. Go Bills. He's not good, but he's not that bad. Josh Allen for MVP, baby. Okay, I got to address this before we get out of here because we are we're going to wrap this up. Is Bruce umping <laughs> in that pick? Is that First Bruce? off, no. That picture that is, is legendary picture, by the way. Um, he knows what that is. It, He's scrolling. That, is, that who, is that who I think it is? The the guy you put on your podcast one day, and no one really realizes it. Sid Sid Bream was on the show. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the day that Sid slid. The I COVID episodes game. rocked. By the way, those COVID I mean, episodes were really who good. You had on there. We had uh, Bill Jerry. Curry was a really good one. Chip Carey. Uh, we Bro, had you're not even naming the Sid biggest Bream. name. You haven't. Um, you still haven't named the biggest name. That was pre-COVID. That was pre-COVID. Okay. When we went to Vince Dooley's house, that was unbelievable. You had a, one of the best interviews of ever. That was awesome. Andy Bertram. Andy Bertram. Yes, Andy Bertram was on the show. I thought you were about to say like Andy Taylor from you know <laughs> whatever it is. Oh, you weren't yeah. alive during Sid Slid. Frank Fleming was on the show. Here's here's that here's some, here's a funny night. fact about that. I still haven't seen that episode. It, it's okay. <laughs> I watched it. Um, it's he's a lot better person, honestly. Talking to like just he's just he's not as crazy, but he's honestly true by everything. He's not wrong. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> it was weird. What? Frank is the biggest guest ever. Both literal. Hey, shout out to Frank. The Walts are doing great. He yes. he's, he's killing it. He's killing yes. it, man. He's banned we, from flying right now, though. Y'all didn't know that. We want also to end the show with this. Uh, obviously, we don't, you know, this podcast, we have, I'm wearing Colorado gear. Will's, an, you know, an Auburn guy. Ralph's, you know, in denial that he's an Auburn fan, but he is a, you know, uh, he's a Troy fan through and through. This is still, though, an SMU stand show, and uh, we do appreciate. Um, Pony up, baby. Well, I don't know if I told you this. We we did get a massive follow from someone in their, uh, in their mm-hmm. facilities. Uh, who appreciated what we did the other night, and you know we stand for, we stand for that. And it, it is what the Red Jet, Bryce is a UGA guy. You got so, so all the SMU, people on SMU. Hey, I'm talking. Go ahead, go ahead, go will, go will. SMU, you cannot let Rhett go home to Arkansas. You can't. Please don't. Got to keep him there. You got to keep him there. We need those SMG defenders to give the show. All right, real quick, you guys talk amongst yourselves to give everyone over on Jackets Online, the rivals, the screenshots that they all really, really want. I'll be right back. What? Oh, is it because he's gone? 
Is it is it because he's got the? I don't know what he wants. He's this. got the LSU helmet. He's got the Falcons helmet. Tim, he's got the, the tech helmet hiding Valdosta. at the very top. There's Valdosta Barry. State, Barry, a ton of Braves. The Masters. It's got to be because Masters. they think he doesn't like it. Uh, they, they, they know oh, 100%, Dr. Bob. He's 100% going to get a Georgia shirt. <laughs> yeah. He has to put his UTA shirt on real quick. He has to show that his true colors, you know, he'll probably go put on one Here, of his right look, now to the pullovers. Here's the thing. His he wife graduated from shirt. Georgia. She did. His wife graduated from Georgia. He 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 should get a pass. Is that how it works? Oh, Maxwell, if it's a collar, if it's a collar, no, he does not. I don't think he actually. I don't think he owns a Georgia EGA collar. <laughs> uh, if it's a baby, the... it's a baby shirt, isn't it? It's a UGA. It's, it's probably a ba- uh, Georgia it's a baby onesie. dog. It's on say like baby <laughs> dog on it. And it's probably I'm a Georgia leaving. ones. Just a Georgia onesie, one thousand percent. He was he was Facetime me today while you were at practice, Will of the uh, of the houses they were looking at. I didn't have practice today. You didn't have practice today. Where were you all day? Where were you? I was at my parents' house all day. You were eating breakfast from nine o'clock to that's, four. That's four right. Five. From ten to four, I had breakfast. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, but he was Facetime me the house, and I said, you know, "I can't really see y'all, you know, leaving leaving your daughter outside. I could forget the better." You go back inside. <laughs> I don't think um, Hillary would do that. <laughs> Hillary, Hillary is is. That's what I was saying to him also. I was like, anytime someone says, oh, "Look, and see, I knew it. I knew." No, no, don't, don't you dare. No, do not. I'm not I can't, you, I can't not, see it, so it's going to be. You a don't want to see. It. You don't want to see it. No, hold on. Will. I'm doing this. Okay, I'm just doing this for ourselves. I'm taking this out. Nope. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hold on. Give me a Let second. Let have it. Ready. Put that in the Discord. Yeah, so we got... Put this in the Stewie. Discord. Here we go. Yeah, so just go ahead and screenshot this. Let's let's get it out there. Um, <laughs> one more, one more item. Yes, it keeps it get, keeps getting better. <laughs> we have an armless Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is for the people. The people who want to discredit what we do here. Um, I got one for you too. But you know, Brush I'll put it back percent. up. Brush one thousand percent definitely. I was conf- just confused with why. I'll put it back up. Change and do this is what we do around here, people. What we want, we're not going to call you when we're talking about the ACC because when we're talking about the ACC, we're going to be talking about SMU. Pony up. Where's the Herschel campaign? <laughs> <laughs> Word has it he has a UGA speedo. Put that on. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is there. There's a rumor that Ralph has a Cadillac Williams uh, poster in his in his apartment. Hanging up. Max Maxwell loves this helmet. He's commented twice about it. He loves it. You know what? You're not wrong, Jonesy. That is also a gift from Bryce. I shout out to Bryce for that gift. I, I will say that. This is probably this the best helmet in my collection, though. No, no doubt about it. The Barry one. There, the no, the matte no, blue Barry helmet is, this, is fire. Is this helmet's uh, fire? Like that, that is that, those helmets are awesome. I've been begging Katie for one of those. Katie is Will's girlfriend who works for the Falcons. How do we feel about this? When we when we put these two together, something's wrong. This high, this helmet is fire, by the way. It is really cool. Get your screenshots now, people. I feel I yeah. feel the hate. I feel the the, the just clean. Well, it's, it's not hate when you just feel bad for them. That's the problem. It's not hate. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> Dr. Bob. 2016. Was the time? Oh, okay. Here we go. All right, we're, we're stopping there. We're gonna end in there. That's just, that's that's too far. We need to stop now. All right, before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, um, look, five grams of pro- protein, 100 calories. Got to check it out. Y'all so far, lively show. Hey, we'll uh, we'll catch you tonight, or to catch you tomorrow, like, I guess. We'll catch you tomorrow night. It's like Kirby's son. Yeah. We'll catch you tomorrow night talking Haynes King, Georgia Tech, uh, because we hate Georgia Tech so much, we literally dedicate most of our lives to it. No dogs. We live seven hours away. Uh, it's going to be very interesting, and uh, we'll talk about it uh, next time. Will Manis, Ralph Lehrman, Bryce Coon, SEC quarterback rankings, Carson Beck is elite, greatest quarterback in the world, and uh, better than Tom Brady. We'll catch you next time. See you later. Pile in here and make yourself feel at home. Coming on The Crowded Booth with Bryce Coons.